Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear and then we talk about it. I'm back, baby, and this is page 778. Ing out to kick my leg in a fluid motion. I leaned, buckled, and she stretched me out flat above the ground. This landing wasn't soft, more a jarring flop onto the grass. It didn't completely stun me, but that didn't matter because Kellyanne simply reached out and tapped my head twice, signaling that if she'd wanted to, she could very easily... She could easily have knocked me unconscious. I rolled into a sitting position, aching in several places and with a sprained pride. It wasn't badly sprained, though. My time with Tempe and Vashit had taught me to appreciate skill, and Kellyanne's Ketan truly was excellent. I've never seen that version of Break Lion before, I said. Kellyanne grinned. It was only a small grin, but it still showed a glimpse of her white teeth. In the world of Adam impassivity, it was like the sun coming from behind a cloud. That is mine, she said, extreme pride. I made it. I am not strong enough to use regular break lion against my mother or anyone your size. Would you show it to me, I asked. Kellyanne hesitated, then nodded and stepped forward, holding out her hand. Grab my wrist. I took hold of it, gripping firmly but not fiercely. She did it again like a magic trick. Both of her hands moved in a flurry of motion, and I was left with a stinging, empty hand. I reached out again. Amusement. I have slow barbarian eyes. Could you make it again so I can learn it? Kellyanne stepped back, shrugging. Indifference. Am I your teacher? Should I give something of mine to a barbarian who cannot even strike me in a fight? She lifted her chin and looked off toward the spinning sword tree, but her eyes darted back to me, playfully. I chuckled and came to my feet, bringing up my hands again. She laughed and turned to face me. Go! This time I was ready, and I knew what Kellyanne was capable of. She was no sort of delicate flower. She was quick and fearless and aggressive. So I went on the offensive, taking advantage of my long arms and legs. I struck out with Dancing Maiden, but she skipped away. No, it would be better to say she slid away from me, never compromising her balance in the least, her feet weaving smoothly through the long grass. Then she changed direction suddenly, catching me between steps and slightly off my stride. She feigned a punch at my groin, then pushed me slightly off balance with turning millstone. I staggered, but managed to keep my feet beneath me. I tried to regain my balance, but she brushed me again with turning mill... And that's the page. My name's Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. I have a thing. I think you might also have this thing. Everybody check your books. What is the pose that uh, goes the sentence, I struck out with, should be either Dancing Maiden or Maiden Dancing. I have Dancing Maiden. I have Maiden Dancing. I have Maiden Dancing. So that is a, because yours is the oldest print. That's right. Yeah. So that's a, that's a fun edit. I wonder why that was done. I mean, Maiden Dancing sounds a little bit... It, more... it matches the other uh, ADEM moves. Like, yeah. the other ADEM moves kind of have... I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but I know Jeremy agrees with it's, me. Yeah, it sounds, <laughs> it sounds like Break Lion. It's like it, I don't know how to say it except that it sounds like more... But the break is the adjective. Like, it, the other ones go adjective noun, and this then goes noun adjective. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what part of speech it is. It matters, like, how the, how the words flow. Uh-huh. The cadence of it. It, it. It's almost like they flow backwards in how you think they should. It sounds a bit yodely. Yes. And by that I mean yodel 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 yodel. Is that uh, is that your professional yodeling voice? Yes. It's beautiful. Oh, I don't think Toby likes it. Yeah, I think. <laughs> so we were talking about maiden dancing and how maiden dancing sounds the same as it, it's backwards. It sounds backwards, but it's. It sounds correct in that it sounds backwards? I mean, it doesn't... It's not, like, grammatically incorrect, but it is a little archaic. I think 
If anything, it sounds the way French is constructed a little bit. No, I guess that's it. It sounds archaic and it sounds like it has more weight to it. Less casual than Dancing Maiden. Mm-hmm. As you may have noticed, I pronounced it with the hard C. I don't know how Jeremy pronounced it yesterday because I wasn't here. And I don't remember because yesterday was a long time ago. Yeah, but... I pronounced it Celine. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. When I first read Actually, it... Actually, now I'm questioning myself, but I'm pretty sure I, yeah, I pronounced it Celine. It. Yeah, which is also pretty funny. Although I love Kellyanne. I, I kind of think that's the joke, especially if Rothfuss intends the C's to be pronounced with a hard C, like Elvish, then maybe the joke is that she's a little girl named Kellyanne who's beating both up. That's possible. I feel like if the C's were were hard, then it would, like, I would have pronounced it Colleen, not Kellyanne, but I like the reading of it being Kellyanne. Well, all of them are hilarious. funny. Celine, Colleen, and Kellyanne are all funny little girl names. Mm. Uh, and she is I think very well characterized as like a little girl who's like having fun and like she's like she's proud of herself she's like got one over on this guy she's like but it's also a little bit of a game yeah like a little girl warrior yeah. <laughs> like a little girl training warrior yeah. she's not wrong when she questions like why should I give you this thing of mine totally like, definitely like that. I feel like I don't I don't know that I would have thought of that as a kid well I, th- I think it's cultural Yes. I think that, like, if you invent a move, you know, it's not something you would give away. Why would you give away your fighting secrets? But yeah. also, that's exactly the kind of game a little girl would play. Like, why? I don't have to tell you that. I like it. I like mm. Kellyanne. I'm gonna, I feel like I'm gonna attempt to call her Kellyanne more because I think it's really great. <laughs> and it's also, it feels resonant that she had to adapt the martial art that she's been learning for her own body and her own needs. You know, she's fighting people who are bigger than stronger than her. Like, that's why the martial art, one of the traditional Chinese martial arts was invented, so they say, by a woman who was like, the other martial arts are like designed by men for men. I have, and like my father's like a martial arts teacher, but I'm going to create my own martial art that is like designed so that me, I'm like smaller than all the guys my dad's training and I can still kick their butts because I'm going to use that against them. I can't remember exactly which martial art that is, but it's one of them. Listeners, if you know, write right right in. Yeah. yeah. We should ask ChatGPT. Maybe they know. <laughs> yes, that's a reference to our uh, recently, or I guess by now, it wasn't recently published. We did a, a Patreon episode where we interviewed ChatGPT uh, mm-hmm. to amusing effect. So I know that Kellyanne is matched with Quoth because... She is a kid, and his you know he is new and and you know not that great. But she is a very good. Right? Her mm-hmm. K10 is excellent. Is she being matched with him because she's good, or are yes. we to take that Quoth is like actually pretty good also? I think it's both. Vashant was like, I'm going to find someone for you to fight who's at your skill level, and I think Quoth is a little stung at first when he meets Celian because she's a little girl, and then we come to learn that a this is a compliment to Quoth because he's good enough to fight. Her, he should not feel so bad. Like his skill level is like good enough that he can fight, you know, a little girl because a lot of the uh, the Adam who'd be older than that would just be better than him. But also, she is like quite good for someone of her age. And Vasha gave Quoth to her to give her a challenge. Yeah, she'll. I feel like because her body is so small, she'll have to do more work than the average person who learns the Kitan to to get all those skills and be able to like fight people who are who are bigger and assuming that people who are bigger are older and therefore also 
have studied more and therefore would be better at the thing. She's like, she's like caught up, but now she's probably at a spot where it's difficult for her to advance because of her size. So. Well, I think it's because she's like top of her class. Yeah. So like she's, she's better than everybody in her class, but she's not yet good enough to fight the people who are in like the next grade above her. Vashik gives her reasoning for have, for putting the two of them together as sparring partners. And she's like, Quoth is new to the Catan, but he's strong. He's like bigger and stronger than you are. And he has better reach. So that'll like, he's not as good as the people in the class above you, but he has the physical traits they have. Is that like what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that is part of her reasoning. And also you should practice in general, just fighting people who are bigger than you. Cause you're going to have to do that when you're a grown up too. Cause like, if you're anything like your mom, you're going to grow up to be as short as she is. She too. does mention though, that she's still not big enough to fight her mom. Yes. Or like strong enough to fight her mom. Mm-hmm. Who knows how big her mom is. Uh, Vashet implies that her mom is like short for an Adam woman. Oh, well, there you go. On the previous couple pages. All right. Is there anything else we want to say on this page? I am out of things. We have a letter from Zach who writes, Why Quoth Understands the Lathani. Hello, Pagecasters. I was listening to episode 740 in which Quoth continues to claim he doesn't understand the Lathani while demonstrating a very deep understanding of it. It got me thinking about one of the common critiques leveled at Quoth by people who don't like the book, one that is absolutely valid and entirely true. Quoth is a Mary Sue, Gary Sue, Fairy Rue, etc. <laughs> if this boy wants to be good at something, he is, with the exception of naming, of course. If someone meets him, they like him, with the exception of Ambrose, of course. Being a Mary Sue is an intrinsic part of Quoth's character, with the subversion being that he suffers from severe PTSD. My point is that this particular immediately good at it has an explanation readily available, one based in a theory discussed previously on the cast. The connection between Edemra and the Edemara. I personally accept as canon that at some point in Temerant's past, the two groups were one. The disagreements about music's place in society eventually led to a split and the row were ostracized. However, given how deeply ingrained the Lathani is into Edem culture, I have to assume it would have been an idea even before this hypothetical split, and thus would likely have its teachings and values exuded by the Edema Ra, even if not by the name Lathani. There are lots of connections between Ra and Edom culture, even if the differences are starkly obvious. Both, at least, seem to favor the path of least resistance. Maybe that's what the Lathani is all about. It does look like the word lethargic. Anyway, that's all. A few ramblings to sprinkle over Mr. Mailbag's grave. A happy new year to you all. Uh, I have a bone to pick with this letter. Oh my, after such kind words, too. Well, no, also I appreciate the kind words, but I mean, like, we, we say that about all the letters, so just, you know, I want to... I'm engaged, okay? I'm engaged oh, in this... A, not again? that kind of engaged. Congratulations, I thought you were already <laughs> Yes, I, not, not that kind of engaged, the other kind. Okay. I am engaged in the conversation that this letter presents, but specifically the note on that when Quoth meets someone, they like him, that's not true. Yeah, I I, Carcerate, I disagree. Dayton, uh, Lauren, the the other prof that likes Ambrose. Hem. No, I disagree fundamentally with the premise of this letter that Quoth is a Mary is a Mary Sue because I don't think he is, and I disagree with the assertion. Well, no, he's, he's, I dis- yeah. I, I disagree with the assertion that the subversion is that he has PTSD because there's nothing about being a Mary Sue that suggests that you can't have PTSD. I agree. I mean, he's not. A, we've talked about this a lot. He's not a Mary Sue because he ultimately fails at what he does. He's not a perfect. Uh, and not, not even ultimately, but like he doesn't always succeed. He isn't always the best. He's very good at it. I, I thought this letter was going to take a different tack when you mentioned the PTSD. I thought you were going to say that he is this way as a defense mechanism, that he has sort of internalized this idea that he has to continue to be the best in order to continue to defend himself and stay safe after all the trauma he's been through. 
Uh, and so that's why he's like constantly striving and constantly like fighting to and needing to be the very best at, at all these things. In addition to genuinely being gifted, even before the the murder at the beginning, he's like a gifted child. Certainly he's very and not in the way of like the contemporary schooling term, but like he's extremely bright. He's and precocious. Like, he's yeah. precocious and like he's a fast learner and he does find himself good at things in the way that like when you are a gifted kid in the contemporary uh, Yeah, I was a term, precocious child. Yeah, you find yourself good at many things, only you know, as good as a kid might be. And then when you, you go through life being told that you're, you go through childhood being told that you're very good at things and it comes easily to you and then suddenly things don't come easily to you anymore because you don't have to be as good as a kid mm-hmm. and you never learned how to work hard. So you suffer ego death. Mm. Anyway, this took a this took a change also. <laughs> what I mean, Jeez, Nick, it's almost like you have personal experience with that or something. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> Who can say? I don't totally disagree with the premise of this letter. I just I was surprised that you didn't dive into the the idea that the PTSD. Like I think the PTSD is relevant. I don't think that it is the singular thing that removes him from being a Mary Sue. I think that this boils down to like, what is a Mary Sue and when is it a negative thing? And I. Yeah, I, I've articulated what I think. He's not a Mary Sue because he doesn't always succeed, and he also has deep flaws that are ingrained with his, his like being good at stuff. Like him being good at stuff comes with the commensurate flaws, I think. Yeah, and it, there's also lots of stuff that he's not good at and doesn't want to be good at. You know, like like poetry, for example. To paint him with the brush of a Mary Sue, even if you're trying to say that he's a subversion of a Mary Sue, is to not give this book enough credit for what it's doing, because I think that. If he was simply a subversion of a Mary Sue, then he would not be as complex or well-rounded as I think he is as a character, which is, I think, what precludes him from being a Mary Sue in the first place. Yeah, I agree with that. He is definitely, like, being an intrinsic part of his character, as you write, Zach, is, like, the need to strive to be the best at at the things he cares to be good at. But that's not the same as being a Mary Sue, is what I think we're all saying. Because if he was a Mary Sue, he wouldn't need to strive. He'd just be good. Exactly. There you go. He'd be a Wesley Crusher. And listeners... That, of course, is the monster that roams the countryside, crushing any Wesley it finds. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> listeners, beware of the monster that may crush you if you don't subscribe to our Patreon and listen to tomorrow's page. Uh, the Way. Way.